Welcome back to another episode of Liquor and Leagues. Don't worry, I'm not going to waste your time with an explanation of today's show. So grab yourself a drink, sit back, relax, and join us for another episode of Liquor and Leagues. Because no, I can no, always that wasn't intro. my point. <laughs> 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 there are quantum I'm, physics. Look here, look here, uh, Brett Michaels. In the, uh, if we're just exploring my inner demons here. You wouldn't have been quite as polite when you left the interview. No. I mean, if need be, we can start a GoFundMe yeah. page for you. This is but where we lack comparative knowledge, Max. Damn, dude, three hours later. Others actually want to watch some people play. See dude. reference Rick and Morty. <laughs> I will do my editing, don't you worry. That's fantastic. <laughs> So welcome, gentlemen. How are we doing today? Doing great. Bad, yeah. I love that I always started that way. <laughs> yeah. Continuity. Yeah. Um, How are you doing? I'm good. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's like that Michael Myers meme. Nobody asks what's killing me. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I'm doing good. Yesterday was yesterday was a surprise. Not some of the games. Some of the games were not. Um, we had, you know, six games. Uh, let me go ahead and bring up the screen. We had uh, we had six games yesterday. We are just over halfway through our season. We had the the six games of yesterday. Technically, it was supposed to be five, but then they threw Florida Missouri on at the last minute, uh, which was a later game, the seven thirty game yesterday. And uh, you know that game wasn't supposed to take place. In terms of the games that we had, I don't think there was really any surprise by well, who won. One. Uh, well, one. not for me. Maybe well, for you. Well, okay, well, hold on. You, you say that, but that score line is, I believe, okay, not only did Auburn win, but they did it rather handedly, and I think that's a bit of a surprise, right? Okay, okay, yes. Um, hold on, let's, let's back this up. Welcome, everybody, to a new episode of Liquor and Leagues. We are now in week nine, just over halfway through the season, and we are going to be talking about the six games from this past weekend. Now, we can segue however we want to, but... Yes, the LSU-Auburn game, to me, was not a surprise that they won. It was a surprise how dominant they were and how much LSU is just non-existent. I mean, they really are struggling this year. And I don't even know what that means for last year. Well, I, I mean, I, I will say watching them, there's just no identity. No. I mean, they're, they're not – like right now you can't say, man, like the LSU defense is who – you know, kind of, it, it, you know, is the character of the team or the off. It's nothing like right. nothing. <laughs> I don't even know who the leaders on the team are. Not that I follow them that closely, but I, I just feel like, man, their identity from last year to this year is so different. Let's, let's check off who's not a leader. The 11 guys on the field, no leader. The head coach on the sideline doesn't seem to be leading. The coordinators, not sure they can be trusted. So I would agree when it comes to LSU, I have no idea what the fuck is going on with this team. I mean, if we look at last week's picks, three of the four picked LSU. And I think it was because they were coming off the win of South Carolina, who, of course, the week before had beaten Auburn. And so it just seemed like the safe pick. Maybe, maybe they finally found their identity. Here we are halfway through the season. We're rolling into week nine. So I looked at that when you guys all said LSU and I went, I should really go LSU. But we had talked about it last episode. If I don't start making off picks, I'm never gaining ground. And so I was like, okay, I'll go. That for me was, you know, it's an interleague, you know, West versus West, both who are normally dominant. I'm going to just pick the off chance that Auburn might win. I was surprised how just dominant they were. Gladly, gladly so, 
for my my pick. But yeah, LSU, I don't even know how to, to quantify them anymore. And and going into the the coming weeks, it's going to be, do you trust that they're going to show up? Yeah, I quantify them in the same realm as I kind of do Kentucky now, which is you, which is you, what? Really, you, you don't know. They're a coin flip based mm-hmm. on who they're playing. And if you really want to take more than an educated guess, you better get down to the minutia and, uh, and hire like a voodoo priestess to kind of roll things your way because uh, maybe give you an edge. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not go sure. look at the signs out in the woods and yeah, yeah, <laughs> throw those chicken bones Roll up the in bones, the air. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, look at five of the six games: the winning team, Auburn forty-eight, Ole Miss fifty-four, Alabama forty-one, Florida forty-one, Texas A&M forty-two, and then let's look at Georgia. Uh, you want to talk about a struggle win right there? What the hell happened to your team, bro? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I I mentioned some of the thoughts on this of you know they went in. I mean, it's it's funny. I read an article called "Is Is Kirby Playing Possum?" Sadly, at the end of the article, after I read the whole thing, I was like, "Okay, you you just kind of recounted what happened and who all got hurt." Like, that's not analysis of if they're playing possum. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I think there's still some question marks as to whether JT Daniels uh, is healthy enough to play. I mean, as we know with Fromm, um, you know, Coach Smart likes a certain type of quarterback that he can communicate with in terms of IQ of the game. And I think, you know, again, everything that Stetson Bennett's doing shows a good understanding of the game. And as, as we talked briefly, you know, the one interception was the receiver bailed on the route. The second or the first interception was batted at the line. So it's not that he's not seeing the game, but I think, I, I don't know. I don't know. I can't put my finger on it. But the mount the the injuries that started to mount throughout the game and the fact George Pickens didn't go as well as Kenny McIntosh, I think were a factor over the course of all four quarters. I guess it's for me sitting back watching. We had this conversation six weeks ago at the start of the season, right? You guys were bringing in a known commodity from the West Coast and JT Daniels, and and he, and you had said then this dude's going to start. It's just a matter of getting cleared. He's yeah. going to be a starter. I mean, we're six games in now. He has not started either, like you're saying, is he medically is he medically sound? I don't know. What's yeah, going he, on with, with well, Mathis? And in the and in the press conference he, he was still kind of coy um, and, and not you know not very committal on his injury status. I mean, even David Pollock tweeted, is this the best we got? If we're gonna run this type of offense, why wouldn't you go with the six six fast kid? it at least gives you better RPO type options. At least he can so, see over the li- over the line. <laughs> I, I didn't realize we had a fourth member on our show yes, today. <laughs> yeah, she feels strongly about the dogs, speaking on behalf of her dogs. Naturally. Yeah, I mean, you would think they would put in, you know, putting in a guy who's at least can see over the line from a field of vision. Maybe you have fewer batted balls. I mean, I don't know. I, but he keeps sticking with Bennett and hoping. Yeah, and, you know, if I, I mean, not that I have this kind of football IQ, but you know, I heard somebody say, you know, as a line, as a defensive lineman, when you see the hands come apart, you know, the mechanic of the throw is starting to come. And that's when you've got to make the decision. If you hadn't gotten to the quarterback, you throw, throw your hands in the air kind of thing. Raise them like you just don't care. Don't care. I knew that was coming. <laughs> yeah. um, you beat me to the punch. And, and, and then, so I think he, he's got some pretty clear mechanics that have obviously been coached uh, into the opposing defenses. You know, the interception where the receiver kind of dropped, he pumped, if I remember right, he pumped on the first 
first, uh, you know, I don't know if it was a design pump fake, but I think the receiver was already looking back and stopped on the route when he saw him start to throw instead of kind of having that more mature experience of like, you got to run the route because he's throwing to the route. He's not throwing to the player. He's throwing to the route. Right. And you just have to be at the end of that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I think there's that. And I do think it was a very constrained playbook that was being used. Um, I mean, Zamir White, you know, 136 rushing yards. He was finally healthy. You know, Kendall Milton, you know, it's a solid group of backs. I mean, the line asserted itself. Uh, the biggest concern is the fact that there was an injury on the offensive line and multiple defensive injuries to include Richard LeCount, who was in a motorcycle accident last night. After he's the game? Kind of, yeah, he's kind of the heartbeat <clears throat> of that team. So is he okay? They've already said he'll miss at least a couple of games. I think a few is the words they used. Last uh, thing you want him doing is missing the next game. Yeah. Of yeah. all and games, he, that's the will. one you don't. Yeah, and he will. Right. Uh, look, so – well, yeah. yeah, it was a struggle. You guys pulled out the win. At the end of the day, that's all that matters. But not the team I expected to see. Yes, I expected Kentucky to make more of a showing than a field goal. But I also expected Georgia to make more of a showing than two touchdowns. That was a surprise there. Moving on, Ole Miss, I mean, they barely, fucking barely squeaked out Vanderbilt. I mean, that's <laughs> – I was – I mean, that's what you dreamt anyway, right? Yeah. We knew how that was going. I, that was another one. Just I'm sticking by my word. I, I don't give a shit. So yeah, blew out Vanderbilt. But at the end of the day, as Ma- we don't have Mac, but we know he loves Vanderbilt. It was just Vanderbilt. Huh. Okay, so basically you were fighting out of your weight class and you beat a guy in a lower weight class. In my opinion, is that something to hang your hat on? Maybe because you ended your losing streak, but that's about it. You know, you still yeah. have to come back and play other teams. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely stealing some material from an article I was glancing at before this. It was a top to bottom kind of look at the teams, rank ordering them from 14 to one in a power, you know, power ranking. And the gist of the article was, okay, you know where Vanderbilt is. They're 14. You know where Alabama is. Um, and this particular article put Florida second, Georgia third. It's like everybody in between. Who the hell knows, except for maybe Mississippi State, which is putting up goose egg after goose egg, you know, after its thrashing of LSU in week one. Such a weird season. It has been such yeah, a I weird mean, the, season. Yeah, I mean, you know, the lead into the article was like, so going forward, like, hmm? <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, now what? Like maybe it Auburn like, did catch its midseason fire, so they'll start to become more predictable. I feel like LSU, Kentucky, Arkansas, and Auburn, you're like – you just don't know what you're going to get on any given week. I think A&M's proven to be more consistent. Yeah, I think they're, yeah, they're upper so. in, in the upper top portion of things, especially with that run game. But, but those other four, it's, I mean, and, and, and I, and I can say it, South Carolina, I mean, they, they may not win an, another game this season. Uh, but I mean, you're middle of the pack. Maybe they beat week. Yeah, but, I mean, that's not Sam. Here's the thing we have to remember, too. Middle of the pack only because we're playing all SEC games, so everybody's beating up on everybody every week. Fair enough. So yeah. but, I, I, you really have to look at that middle of the pack, and you have to be a little more critical on how you look at it and dissect it. And I, I do think um, for A&M, they, they are definitely showing some consistency. I thought Kellen Mond looked really good. I mean, he was throwing some ropes. Yeah, good ball control. And, again, um, the run game is obviously there with Spiller. Yeah, and, and I did find it funny, you know, I don't know if you heard the discussion of the crowd size at the stadium. Oh, yeah, Kyle Field. Like, 
Yeah, they're like the twelfth man is here. <laughs> well, yeah, because they threw they showed a thing. They're like Kyle Field seeds a hundred thousand, and they were close to twenty eight thousand. Well, I can do this the swift fucking math. Right, that's not twenty five percent capacity if you got twenty eight thousand in the stands. And then you look at the core of cadets that's packed in. Right. You know? <laughs> some wearing masks, some not wearing masks. And it's was, like, wait. They, yeah, they, it's funny. I flipped back and forth between that game and Penn State, old, uh, Ohio State, where the stadium was like empty. You know, it was just such right. a weird vibe going back and forth. And can I just quickly say, was it just me or did Ohio State look like they were like, hey, you guys wear whatever you want. Just get out there and assemble. Because some had red shoes, some had white, some had like long leggings. Some <laughs> yeah, did. I was they like, didn't care. This, I was like, it looks like a pickup team. Yeah, <laughs> it's playing pretty well for a pickup team. But it was it us just, on the weekends. It just visually looked really weird, you know, with all the different shit they had on. Because they were playing in Happy Valley, right? So it's like, yes, maybe yeah. the bus got there and they didn't have all their stuff, and so Ooh. it's like, hey, we need to figure something out. I yeah, don't know. I mean, at a glance, like most other teams look consistent in their appearance. You know, from the shoes all the way to the helmet, you know, whether it's black shoe, white shoe, whatever, like it sort of looks like a consistent uniform appearance. Right. And that was the first game I saw where I was like, I even pointed out, you know, to, to Mrs. Grinch, I was like, is it just me or does that look weird? <laughs> you know? Yes. Yeah. All right. Moving on. This isn't one to talk about Alabama, Mississippi State. I mean, like you said, Mississippi State came out of the gate. They got lucky with that first win, and then they've been putting up goose eggs ever since. And I imagine the the rest of the season will continue to trend that way. They are who we thought they were. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly right. Uh, then then you had Arkansas, Texas A and M. Now, of course, I went Arkansas. This was another game where I'm like, I need to try to separate myself from the pack. Hope maybe I can get that that win for my pick to gain some ground. I mean, I thought they did well, but like you said, Grinch, Kellen Mond was just kind of firing on all cylinders. Their run game was there, and they just edged them out. I mean, it was not it was not, not a competitive game. Felipe Franks, there were times they made good decisions. They were able to score. Then there are other times where they were able to do nothing, and it's like, how can you move down the field in five or six plays, and then the next time you get the ball, you can't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that for me, that was one where I was like, I was just hoping to gain ground. It just didn't work in my favor. And I will say, I mean, it's it's a good news story for Arkansas in terms of just they've changed their culture. They clearly don't have the depth quite yet, and I think the teams that are in a better position, like the AMs, are showing that over four quarters, they've just got more playmakers. They can grind it longer, right. and as the season goes on, you know, it's starting to take a little bit of a toll of kind of giving it everything you got every single game. Um, but I, I, I think in a way um uh not really in a way just straightforward happy for felipe franks i I was thinking the same thing when i was watching (laughs) yeah i know he's a kid that needed some maturity um and i'm happy to see his progression happy to see because i think he's a talented quarterback he still has some issues with ball control though yeah um it's just i've heard at least one of the the commentators last night said that or sideline reporter i think said that like on and off the field it's been nothing but just positive remarks and you know feedback on how he's how he's matured how he's conducting himself and of course i don't know arkansas's program prior and i know they were saying frank's now he's he's played quarterback at obviously Florida before he transferred out after injury, but they said he stepped right in as a leader. Now I don't know if Arkansas didn't have any leaders, so I don't know if that speaks to his character as a leader. I'm assuming it does, but you know, 
obviously they're well, trying well, to. Well, we know that Arkansas is not a powerhouse. Right? No. I mean, they, they have uh, the occasional draft picks. They have the occasional season where they'll upset someone here or there. But, you know, they, they sit down in the, the South Carolina Vandy, yeah. you know, I guess to some degree. Bottom Kentucky. half. Yeah, you I mean, know, it, it right. is. It's the, it's the bottom half. And we compete down there to see which one of us can win the, the you know, be at the top of the bottom half. You know the upside yeah. for Arkansas right now? All they can they can say, well, we're not Mississippi State, we're not Ole Miss because we're ahead of both of them. Well, so, I mean, they at least have that. We're not the state of Mississippi. Yeah. So. Yeah, and and, and they definitely need to get out of like I, I don't know that I can remember the last high profile player besides Derek McFadden. You know, like they they need to land somebody some solid names to kind of galvanize recruiting classes around. As we've talked about on previous episodes, that's tough when you're in a conference in the in the West, Auburn, LSU, Alabama. You're looking in the East, the Georgias, the Floridas. I mean, it's hard to recruit within our, our conference when those are the guys that are going to be pulling in a lot of the top picks. But you're right. Somebody somewhere will, will go there simply because they know they're getting playing time. That's exactly right. We'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. And then, of course, my game, Florida, Missouri, I know this game was not televised. Has anybody checked in on the game? You know, it's funny. I went to look for it, and I was like, SEC alternate. Yeah. And it was what the right fuck is around, that? Right around then, I think, is when I saw, like, a highlight from the the brawl. Yes. And then I started seeing the score go from 7 to 6 to, like, 21 to 6, you know, or whatever it was. Right. Like, it just started – Packing up, and I was like, "Well, somebody got fired up." <laughs> yes, they, they they showed up in the second half like Georgia has done in games previous this season, and yeah, I didn't because of course you couldn't watch the game; it wasn't televised. I get it; they put it on the schedule late and shifting schedules around. And I don't even know what SEC alternate whatever the fuck that I is. I couldn't find it. Yeah, I yeah. couldn't find it anywhere. Um, and I'm laying in bed last night at midnight, and my wife is like, oh, "Holy fuck! Do you know Florida got into a fight?" And I'm like, "What?" So she cues up the video and we watched it a few times and it's like holy shit like this wasn't like the normal oh we're in the middle of the field and we're pushing like they were throwing punches and of course the commentators like these guys wearing helmets what are they thinking like what do you think you're gonna do (laughs) yeah that it's funny that little clip is actually playing in the corner of my screen right now okay Um, they you know you can see dan mullen like getting fired up trying to fire him up yeah and i read a few articles and they were like you know, Dan Mullen incited the fight and the two coaches, you know, on the field, you know, couldn't control their players. And it's just like, look, you're one guy. There's a hundred players behind you. It's easy for that shit to get out of hand. I watched the replay of Kyle Trask taking the hit. I get you're going to protect your player. I didn't think it was super egregious. Yes, they should have thrown a flag because he had already thrown the ball. The player should have pulled up and not hit him, but he did. But yeah, real quick, that got out of hand. My biggest issue being now they've suspended a few Florida players, much like your account not being there for Florida, Georgia next week. I don't want them getting suspended and not being there. Unfortunately, the damage is done, and we'll see how that plays out. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I saw three were rejected. I, I didn't see if it was like two and one, three and zero. I guess I could click on the article and see. It's two and one. Two Florida players and one Missouri player were thrown out. Uh, and Stewart is our – one of our defensive linemen, kind of our standout lineman on defense. You, you don't want to lose. And, of course, he's out. The other guy was a freshman. I can't yeah. Okay, yeah, defensive lineman Zach Carter and Antoine Powell. Yeah, thank you. 
Antoine, he's a, you know, he's a freshman, so he's probably doesn't get as much playing time, but yeah, you don't want to lose someone like a, a Carter who was a starting defensive lineman, but it is what it is. So now we'll see how that, that plays out next week with Georgia. Yeah, it's disappointing because you go, you should be above that, but I understand frustrations run high. You see your guy get hit, you go out to defend him. And that's what they say. We're here to defend each other. And, but I was surprised. It wasn't just your normal pushing and shoving. They were literally just fighting in the field. And Haas, I'm guessing you did not get to see it. No, I, I did not. I, I was actually kind of trying to catch the highlights of it. Gotcha. Um, uh, but no, I did not. Uh, it, and it rounded out, as we have said week after week, yet another interesting week of football in this conference. Uh, and before we move on to next week, we only have four games next week. Some some major matchups. There is one thing I, I did want to touch on is uh, the girl from Clemson, um, the quarterback. What's her name? Oh, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. I, you mean the, the Dazed and Confused? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that one. <laughs> Be a lot cooler if you if did. If you did. Yeah. Uh, I, I had a concern, right? He gets COVID. The claim is he has COVID. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Isn't isolation, isn't that 14 days or something like he, that? He, they've already said he cannot meet protocol to play in Notre Dame. But they've said they're going to reevaluate after 10 days because clearly they don't want to lose him for that game. Are Anybody yeah, know? I, Have we heard? I, I mean, as we saw with Saban, I don't know if it's the same protocol. You start right. doing multiple negative tests. Uh, we've heard nothing since on the testing, as I understand it. No. and I, I just saw that the quote was from Davo Sweeney that said, he cannot meet protocol timelines in time to play in the Notre Dame game. But then I read another article saying, oh, well, they're going to reevaluate in 10 days. I'm like, but that's not 14 days. So how do how is that even possible? I'm sorry. Yeah, that's it's, your starter. It's possible because it's sports and it's big money. That's true. That's, that's how it's possible. And yeah, they don't want to potentially sacrifice that first place standing with a loss to Notre you Dame. Damn right, you damn right they in. don't, even though they almost shit the bed uh, – Oh, I was so disappointed in that. Yeah, Boston yep. College, what the fuck? I, I, BC looked good. I didn't realize that their quarterback accounts for like 70% of their offense. That's – that's, and he looks good. And that's a new head coach this year, if I remember right. Oh. I can't remember his name, but um, I think he, he took over the program this year. I was – yeah, I, I, you know, as a Carolina fan, I always, I always have – You wanted to see that. Yeah. yeah, of course. I think it's the cardiac aspect because they're saying – Lawrence has to pass a series of cardiac exams, and Sweeney said going through all the protocols would not allow him to be back in time for next Saturday. It'll be interesting to see if, if we get to that point and he is suited up and he does play because that is going to raise a lot of questions. Are they allowing teams to dictate a certain level of the protocol, or does the NCAA mandate – see, that's the part I don't know. Do they rely on the teams to make specific calls on things like that? Are they giving them that latitude? Are they like, look – he has to meet expectations. There's not enough days. Sorry, he's not going to get to play. If you play him, you're getting fined or there's some kind of punishment. Mm-hmm. I don't know that aspect, but I just thought it was suspect when they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to reevaluate in 10 days. It's like, how's that even possible? It's not. And I can do the math. Yeah. So let's move to next week. All right. You know, I know we got the big game to pick in, in, in terms of rankings, but some of these other games aren't any easier to well that's the problem that what like you said at the beginning of this episode people just lacking identity makes picking some of these games really difficult yeah so we'll see how it goes uh you and haas tied this week with five games apiece mac and i came in tied for second 
uh, or third and fourth with four games apiece. So our, our running total right now, Haas is out in front with 26, Grinch in second with 24, and then Mac bringing up third with 23, and I'm bringing up the rear with 21. So I'm gonna start feeding Haas like fake articles about yeah. fake analysis. <laughs> well, you know, we we're we're gonna start like in game management, clock management, right? The clock suddenly becomes not your friend at some point in the game. You're going to start running out of weeks to catch him. You're going to have to start making off picks and see how it plays out. We're going to come back to the first game and we're going to start with uh, Haas. You're going to give us, you're going to kick us off. Mississippi State Vanderbilt, two bottom feeders. I've got, I've got to say, I believe this week is a week where either separation happens between us or closure happens yep. great great separation or great closure happens this week because this is interesting these four games it's for the most part i would say three to four you know it's it's pretty divisive uh in this w- within this bubble of ours i'm gonna choose vanderbilt to get their first one of the season here because you have two battles you know about this is the battle of the uh, of the of the winless right of the owen fours uh no mississippi yeah. state did win the first game and hasn't won oh, since. okay they, they've won okay that's right that's right they beat the lsu right yeah i think they're one and four um, one and five and but, then yeah i but i think uh i think this is where vanderbilt gets their first win so i'm i'm gonna yeah anchors uh, away baby that's right you know so if you guys you know here's there's a chance right there grinchy yeah, Grinch is smart. You know, go, go for Mississippi State. There's one for you. There's, I definitely South go Carolina. South Carolina here. Yeah, South Carolina is not beating Texas A&M. <laughs> nope, it's not happening. Uh, I'm but not, then I'm they not beat get, Auburn, right? I'm not so. going to give you. Yeah, I'm not going to give you that either one of you that softball pitch. But good try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good try. Nope, not happening. And and you know, I'm and then this one, fan, Arkansas, so. Tennessee. Yeah. Th- th- so this one, my, my line of thinking on this one. Um, is that maybe because Tennessee had an extra week to prepare? That in some way they're better prepared. That yeah, that they would yeah right that they would be uh, my, my favorite. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go Tennessee there. Okay, we can do this. And then back to the top, the big game of the day, irregardless of when it falls on the clock, Georgia, Florida. Now, otherwise known as the COVID, uh, the largest outdoor COVID party. COVID party, <laughs> right, right. right? Exactly. Now you you chose Florida. To win the SEC at the beginning of the season, I did. This pick right here does that does that change? I mean, informed so, by that, right? So uh, I'll be a hundred percent transparent here on my thinking on this. This is like you were stating earlier. This is where you kind of start thinking about clock management and you know throwing those sideline plays to you know or making sure you stay in bounds. So I want to pick Florida but I'm not going to pick Florida. I'm going to pick Georgia because the guy behind me, I know is going to pick Georgia because he's, he's emotionally, intellectually, uh, physically obligated to do so. Okay. But I will say this, you got a quarterback in Kyle Trask who's throwing more touchdowns in his first four games than any other player in SEC. I, I, I understand that, but because of two of the other games this week and they could, they could, they could get me, they, because I have to pick first because I'm in the lead, that this is what I have to do to, to safeguard that. It's not that I don't think Florida's capable of winning. It, it, this is merely, you know, I believe that this is my best bet moving forward to, uh, to maintain somewhat of a lead over Grinchy Smart. What if he surprises you and goes with Florida? That's then, right. That's kudos right. to him. <laughs> kudos to him, and I, I should quit playing poker. So, so this was calculated for you. You go, I'm going Absolutely. with Georgia to force him. 
Absolutely, one hundred percent. Yes. Okay. All right. Yes. Uh, yeah. Grinch, Absolutely. Grinchy smart. It, it uh, makes for a good podcast. Yeah. Am I, am I big blind on this one? <laughs> yeah. All right. So we're going to start with Vanderbilt, Miss State. Who do you got? <clears throat> okay, we'll go to uh, Texas A and M, South Carolina. I'm, I'm going to go Mississippi State. Okay. Is is I mean, this? They're bound to get something right again. Aren't and they? you're going, you know, they've at least won one. Vanderbilt hasn't done that. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, and I will go A&M. Okay. You just gave <laughs> us a whole diatribe about how Arkansas is coming around. Sam Pittman yeah, working on well, the culture. It, and actually the game I'm thinking about the most is that Tennessee-Kentucky game where I was like, surely – what? <laughs> you know? Right. Is it's, this going to be the pick of the week where an hour after we're done recording, you're going to go, fuck, I should have – I know. I, yeah, yeah, Haas, I, I, as I said – as soon as the podcast was done last week, I was like, LSU's wrong. That was the wrong pick. He's like, I should have texted you and made you change my answer. <laughs> yeah. But, of course, you know, now you've had the hindsight of seeing the game yesterday and watching Yeah, that. I- I'm going to go Arkansas. I just – man, I just don't believe in Garoppolo. I really don't. Guarantano? Guarantano, yeah. Yeah, Garoppolo, I think, yeah. plays for San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, as soon as I said I'm like, that's not right. Uh, they'd love to have him. <laughs> yes. And then Georgia, Florida. You picked Georgia to, to lock up the SEC. Um, so clearly, if you're going with your home team, that makes sense. Is that what you want to do? Yeah. Inquiring Did I mention that Kyle Trask has thrown more touchdowns? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah, you have. You have. I, Dan definitely... Mullen was not one of Kirby Smart's coordinators, so I don't know. If... No, I, I tell you what I'm concerned about. I mean, in addition to the anemic offense, is the yeah. number of injuries on defense. You don't have your star player on defense. Yeah. I, I'm going to have faith in Kirby. I'm going Georgia. Georgia it is. Kirby hates Florida more than any other team. Faraday? I can't, I can't tell <laughs> you. Right Float, that's what it is. <laughs> Welcome to my house. I'm going to go uh, Mississippi State Vanderbilt. Um, yeah, I think I'm going Mississippi State. Uh, this is a coin flip. Two bottom-feeding teams. Other people have worked out Mississippi State's uh, uh, tactics. Maybe Vanderbilt does too. But, of course, Vanderbilt hasn't really shown me anything, disappointingly so. So, I, I'm yeah, I'm going to go with Mississippi State. South Carolina, Texas A&M. Yeah, I think you got to roll with Texas here. Sorry, Haas. Uh, I, I know you understand. I know you do, but I, I'm still I, – I appreciate the sentiment. I Really, I do. But, you know, that, that was that, – that SEC shorts – uh, last was week. perfect. I mean, it was it was one of the most spot on thing. I probably watched it a half a dozen times, and every single time I felt like they were like someone you know had been channeling my inner thoughts and feelings of of my my life when it comes and just to put it on screen. Matter. Yeah, Ar- it was Arkansas. Yes, oh, Arkansas. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Arkansas, Tennessee. I liked what Arkansas did yesterday. I think that, you know, they played well against a top 10 team. Texas A&M is ranked eighth, and and I think Arkansas stayed in there. You know, they were able to put up 30-plus points. So, clearly their offense has got it together on some level. And, yeah, Tennessee's been off a week, so, you know, I don't know that they really have much to show us. Obviously, it's not fair coming off the, the drubbing they took from Alabama two weeks ago. They lost against Kentucky. I mean, they just... They have struggled. Georgia, yeah, they haven't had a win in quite some time. Way back in week two against Missouri, 
So yeah, I'm going with Arkansas here. I think they've shown me more than Tennessee. And then rolling back to Florida, Georgia. Yeah, I got to go with Florida. Uh, because in case anybody missed it, Kyle Trask has thrown more touchdowns than any other SEC quarterback in history. <laughs> He's got uh, Kandarius Tony, who I, I uh, lovingly refer to as swivel hips because this motherfucker, I think he oils himself up before a game and then nobody can tackle him. And then you got Kyle Pitts, who just seems to be spot on with his hands. We talked about him previously on on episodes where he's he's built like a tight end, but plays like a wide receiver and can play all over the field. Running game is starting to come on strong. We'll see how the defense, can the defense tackle? Can the defense show up? Because clearly the offense is doing their job. So I'm going to go with Florida here. God, let me be fucking right. Because if we lose, the season's over. Uh, if Georgia loses, right, is the season over for Georgia in terms of the SEC? Well, here, here's a here's a crazy uh, conspiracy theory. He's doing a crazy Ivan. Because there were two weeks, or there was a week off, Stetson Bennett focused on being the quarterback for Kentucky, and it'll be a different quarterback for the Florida game. Gotcha. Because they okay. allowed the other quarterback focused on Florida the whole whole time. Just gotcha. Wild conspiracy theory that I'm starting here. Well, let's make sure that your receivers finish their route because if they don't, hopefully Florida's cornerbacks yeah. will finish it for them. So, yeah. All right. So we will end it there. Thank you, gentlemen. Another good week. We will see how this falls out. Unfortunately, Mac was not able to attend, so I will grab his picks this week and plug them in, and we will see how next week shapes up. That's the big one. Right. I'm on. Uh, Florida, Georgia is gonna it's gonna dictate a lot, and then Clemson, Notre Dame. That's gonna be another one. Good luck, gentlemen. All right. Thank you, sirs. Until next time, we'd like to say... Prost. Empire. Salute to Kawhi. Cheers, gentlemen. Thank you.